Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. I can't live with 
surely come he will come and save I say he will come and save Father we thank you for salvation say to the weary one say to the weak one your God will surely come and he will come and save we serve a God who comes to save us he will come and save heal and deliver say to the weary one say to the one who's tired the one who's at the point of giving up your God will surely come I say, your God will surely come. I say, your God will surely come. And when he comes, he will come and save. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Come, let me pray over the offering. Put your hands together for Lisa. That's powerful. Father, we thank you for this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, we had a very wonderful uh, carnival of, uh, for the kids. It was too powerful. Did you enjoy it? Was it great? I was there. It was very great. I mean, you could see their zeal and their enthusiasm. And how much of the word of God they have in them. In fact, I dare to say that some of them knew more verses than a lot of you. They had the word in them. And they did evangelism powerfully. I even saw that they met one of the NFL stars. Uh, Dominic Easley, L.A. Rams. He's a Muslim. Uh, he converted last year. So they met one of the NFL stars who bought them a pizza. He bought you guys pizza, right? With all his money. He gave you pizza. <laughs> oh, that was very nice. What I saw, yeah. It's only evangelism. They went outreach. And they met an NFL star who was happy, happy to see children talking about Christ. And he bought them pizza. Why are you going to meet an NFL star? It's only outreach. No, seriously, it's a revelation. It's almost an hour with them, yeah. In your daily life, where are you going to encounter an NFL star? But when you obey the word of God and you go to work for Jesus, you will meet a star. Yeah. No, actually, a revelation. It means that God, you see, you see, God will provide and God will promote. Not that they needed a pizza, but it was even nice that he says, Oh, come, I'll buy you pizza. Hallelujah. 
So next year we are doing it again by the grace of God. I said next year we'll do it again by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Yep, I was very happy with the carnival. Very, very excited. And it's only our region, all the zones, all the, the whole country. They had good reports. Good, very good reports. So, are you ready for the word of God today? Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Proverbs Proverbs 29:18 1 2 go Let's read it again Proverbs 29:18 Where there is no vision the people perish but he that keepeth the law happy is he Proverbs 29:18 Again Where there is no vision the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Proverbs 29:18. So this one is very easy to learn. There are two parts. The first part says that where there's no vision, the people perish. Go. Again. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Hallelujah. It means that, it means that if you can't see something or you don't have a, a vision or a futuristic view, you will live as if there is no tomorrow. You perish. Hallelujah. You live your life as if there's no tomorrow. No futuristic view. You don't think about it. In every aspect, in every aspect, if you don't have a vision for the future, you'll perish. If you don't have a vision for your marriage, you'll perish. If you don't have a vision for your job, you'll perish. If you don't have a vision for eternity, you will perish. Because it is the vision for eternity that will make you give your life to Christ. Are you hearing me? If all that you are looking for is the well, you see, this is the danger. If Christianity is only for the well, you see, if all, your whole life is the well, like what is here, then you, there will be no point for you to be born again. Because anything, see, but let, let, let's, let's be serious. Any prosperity that the church is talking about, the world has it. Let's be serious. Talking about cars, unbelievers have cars. Good jobs, unbelievers have good jobs. Marriages, they have marriages. So, so if you are talking about here and now, then really, 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 they don't see why they should give their life to Christ and come to church. On Sunday morning, they'll be sleeping and planning. So what? They'll be sleeping and strategizing how to go ahead in their career. You are sitting in church. Sitting in church trying to. They are strategizing, planning. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, if the whole thing is about earth, then there's, then, then there really is no point. Are you hearing me? But it's not about earth. It's about eternity. It is about what the Bible said that it is appointed unto man once to die. 
And after that, what? After death, what? You see, if there was nothing after death, you, then you can say, oh, I mean, I'm dead. But the Bible says, after death, there's what? I said, after death, there's what? So because we have a vision for eternity, that one day we will, we will stand before God. That is why it is important to talk about salvation. That is why the church must talk about salvation. That is why we must give our life to Christ because we are very sure, we are very sure that when this life is over, we will stand before God and that there is heaven and there is hell. Hallelujah. Yeah. So that's why I say, why there's no vision? That people perish. Why there's no vision? So we believe in heaven, we believe in hell. So our Christianity is not only on earth. Yes, I mean, God will give you the good things. Not suggest the side effects. But the real purpose of being saved is for eternity. Because, look, it is appointed unto man wants to die. You see, from time to time, I don't know, maybe me, but I don't know about you, but you see, from time to time, I don't know why I keep on having this thing. See, from time to time, I begin to think about the people who I know who are dead. I don't know why I have that thought. Even yesterday afternoon, I was laying down quietly. You know why I'm quiet? Somehow, their names begin to come into my mind. People that I know who are dead. I don't know what that happens to you. Does it happen to you too? Huh? Yeah, they are my contact list. When I go through my phone, I see the names of people who I used to call on, on, on phone. And I see them. I, I don't know how. I won't be able to delete it. You two have some in your list. Yeah, you here. And so I always wonder. And I think every time I have, I have those thoughts, somehow, maybe it's good. Because as soon as I start thinking about people like that, suddenly I become humble and I begin to think about eternity. Because I keep on asking, so where are they? So where are they? So where are they? So what happened? Are you hearing me? As are you hearing me? There is eternity. Amen. One day, I will not see you again or you will not see me again. That is the reality of life. Then the next question will be, where am I? Or where are you? I mean, no people, I, I don't know, it happens to me quite often when I'm alone. I remember that. So this person, this person, this person. Then my next one asks me, so where are they? Hallelujah. So let's have a vision for eternity. I said, let's have a vision for what? Let's have a vision for what? Eternity. Yeah. Salvation. Where there's no vision. Where there's no vision. Where there's no vision. And of course, and the second part is true. The second part is also obvious. Happy is he that keepeth the law. Happy is he that keepeth the law. <laughs> that one is true. <laughs> you see, it's obvious. Happy is he that keepeth the law. You see, every time we don't keep the law, you are afraid. Because you didn't keep the law. That's why when you see a policeman minding his own business, then you are afraid. <laughs> He's not even thinking about you. <laughs> Do you understand? I mean, he's not even thinking about you. But because you have not, you have not kept the law. And you see him, no. 
it. Yeah. Because you haven't kept the law. That is, yes. I mean, the law says drive at 55 miles per hour. And you are speeding at 80. So as soon as you see the policeman, your heart begins to beat. You are not happy. And I always tell people that listen to me. <laughs> you see, listen to me. The policeman is like the bullet. Okay? The policeman is like a gunshot. Okay? I'm explaining to you. The policeman is like a gunshot. I told somebody. When you hear the sound of a bullet, pow! It means you are alive. Oh, yes. I'll explain to you the, 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 the science behind it. When you hear gunshot, you rather should, it means you are alive. Of course, you have to run away, but it means you are alive. Because the bullet that will kill you, you don't hear the sound. You don't know that? I'm explaining to you. Because the bullet travels faster than sound. Okay? The speed of bullets is faster than the speed of sound. So, so when you when you hear the sound, it means the bullet has passed. <laughs> Do you understand? May no bullet come near you. Yeah. You hear the sound, you rather you are, then it means you are alive. Because the one that will kill you, it will hit you before you hear the sound. Just like light travels faster than sound. Bullet moves faster than the speed of sound. I hear me. You will not come near any bullet in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Why do I say it's the policeman? I, I'm making the analogy. The policeman that will catch you, you will see him. Once you see the policeman, he has not caught you. <laughs> because a lot of us, as soon as we see the policeman, we begin to step on the brake. That one did work. The one that will catch you, you will see him. <laughs> so catch the revelation. Every time you see the policeman, you are rather safe. The one you won't see. That's why happy is he. You keep the law. <laughs> That's why it is good to just obey the law. So that you are happy. Hallelujah. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. I just a little thought for here. Wonderful. Let me continue preaching. We are still in the season of evangelism. We must win souls. Hallelujah. Um, I started talking to you about bearing fruits. Amen. I said, Amen. Yes, you must desire to bear fruit. You know, in every society in every society in every culture when you cannot bear fruit or when you cannot have children because bearing fruit a human being bearing fruit is when you cannot have children it is considered a social stigma in every society even though even though they should not think it that way that's how people think do you understand yeah even though people should not think that way because the Bible says children are a blessing from the Lord. But somehow in society, if somebody cannot have a child, 
people have a funny way of looking at you. That is why people will do, people will go length just to have a child. Hallelujah. In the same way, spiritually, you must be fruitful. You must bear fruit. Amen. I say you must bear fruit spiritually. You see, the church cannot neglect talking about salvation. Hallelujah. I don't think God will be happy with us if we deviate from salvation. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3. It's actually, that's not even, it's, it's a good verse for us to look at before I even go into what I'm saying. Hebrews 2 3. Show me Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3. He said, how shall we escape? How shall, how shall what? Who? I said who? Who are the we? I said who are the we? I said who are the we? You see, a lot of time, it says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? How? You see, a lot of times, including all me, we use this verse for unbelievers. When we go witnessing, we tell them, how can you escape from so great a salvation? Hallelujah. That's what we tell them. You cannot escape. Go, go, go. You cannot escape. From such a salvation, God is going to punish you. How can you escape? Say, how can you? You cannot escape. You go to hell. You go to hell. You cannot escape. You go to hell if you don't be born again. So that's what we say. But when you look at it critically, this was a letter to the Hebrews who were saved. So it was not a letter to unbelievers. It was a letter to Christians. And the writer of Hebrew will say that, how can we escape? Here the, the we is referring to Christians or the church. He said that, how does the church think that it will escape or it will be forgiven if it neglects so great a salvation? In other words, how does the church think that God will look upon the church if the church does not speak about this great salvation? You are not talking about it. How can we escape if we neglect so great? In, in, in other words, do you think God will, hap, will be happy with us when we don't talk about Him sending His Son to come and die on the cross for God's all over the world? Is it? And you go to heaven and God will keep quiet? How can you escape? It, you see, this verse is telling the church. That God does not take it lightly if we don't talk about salvation. How can you escape if we neglect so great salvation? Because the preceding verse, maybe go to verse 1. Go to verse 1. Therefore, we ought to give more earnest heed 
to the things which you have heard, lest at any time you should let them slip. Verse 2. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense for what? You see, even if angels, and angels don't talk about salvation. Angels, angels don't preach about being born again. And say if those words was even uh, was, 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 was steadfast, and anybody who disobeyed that word was punished. Because the angels came to warn people. And those who disobeyed, like when they came to uh, Sodom, and they said, get out of here, for God is going to destroy the city. Those who disobeyed were punished. So, the, he would say, if the, even those who disobeyed the words of salvation, uh, angels were punished, how do you expect us, the church, if we disobey God by not preaching about salvation, do we think we will escape? How can we see? If we neglect. Even if people who uh, just angels came to warn them and they did not obey, they got punished. Do you think that you, that God has said that my, I sent my son to come and die and therefore go and tell people about my son and about my salvation? Do you, do you think if you don't do it, I will let you go scot-free? How shall we escape? If we neglect, so great. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. And so, it's no wonder a lot of church, churches are under stress and duress because God has said, that, listen to me, I will not let you go scot-free. Amen. amen. So the most important message is salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. I said the most important message is what? Other things are good in the church, but the most important thing is what? Salvation. God said, How can you escape? Yes. Verse 3. How can you escape? How can we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? The Lord spoke about it. If, you see, the, see, the Lord spoke about salvation and was confirmed. So we cannot call ourselves a church. If we don't repeat these words. Hallelujah. It's like I give you, I tell you, go and do something. I tell you that go, you know, I tell you, go and make me rice. Okay? I tell you, go and cook me rice. And I give you the rice. I give you the money to buy any other ingredients. I show you the kitchen, the stove is working. Okay? Everything. Like, like your parents are going away. So, cook rice. So that when we come home, there will be rice. And I show that there's a rice in the pantry. The stove is working. There's water. There's everything. And then your, 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 the, your mom comes back in the evening. And the rice is not done. Do you think she'll be happy with you? Do you think she'll be happy with you? But if say I say cook rice and I didn't check, so I come back and I say, What is the rice? So I, I couldn't cook the rice because there was no rice in the pantry. At 
point, I cannot be angry with you. Because I did not make the provision. Do you understand the difference? But I didn't make, so I cannot be angry with you for not cooking. Because I didn't, I should have made sure there was rice for you to cook. So God is saying that in the same way, when it comes to salvation, he has made the greatest provision. His son has come to die. He has shed his blood on the cross. So do you think that he will let you go scot-free if you don't talk about it? The provision has been made. So we should not think we will escape. Amen. I said amen. I said amen. So this is a message to all of us. We, we, not they, we. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why we must bear fruit. Amen. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm teaching about. How to bear fruit. How to be a fruitful Christian. Amen. And last week I spoke about one of the ways to become fruitful is to be stability. To be planted. Amen. You cannot be a fruitful Christian if you are not planted. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I can't hear you this morning. Hallelujah. So you must be planted. You must be stable. Hallelujah. No tree. No tree bear fruits. Today you plant it here. Tomorrow you put it here. And a week later you plant it here. It will die. I say it will die. So stability is one of the keys that will make you fruitful. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Anything that you do for a long time, at a, see, anything that you do for a long time, at a point you master all the challenges and all the difficulties. Because you see, every project that you take, you have to f- figure it out as you go along. So you are better off sticking with the one that you know. Because after a while, you will figure it out. So if you say that it's difficult, so you leave it and go and pick up another one. It will take you some time. And then you leave it. So you never make progress. So you are better off just figuring out the one that you are dealing with. Yeah. That's what somebody said. Even if your wife is a witch. Figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Eventually, after three, four, five years, you will discover how to live with a witch and you make progress. <laughs> you figure it out. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, stability. Amen. That is why you must be a stable Christian. Hallelujah. If you abide in me. Okay? Like, uh, even um, some night to say that those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall bring forth fruit in old age. Planted. Psalm 92, verse 13. Yeah. Those that be planted, planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the court of our God. Verse 14. They shall bring forth fruit. So, fruit bearing Becoming a fruitful Christian comes with being planted, being stable. Is somebody hearing me? 
Even if you are in a church that the pastor is no good, just stay. Eventually, you figure you figure it out. You figure all the pastors bad preaching and good preaching. And still be better off than keep on trying new pastors. So if you have a pastor that is good, then I see I don't even see why you should go. If you have a good pastor, then I don't see why you should go. Stay. Tell your neighbor, stay. And be fruitful. Yeah. When you plant, you'll be fruitful. Look. One, see, one of the reasons why you have a lot of diarrhea is because you keep on changing your diet. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> That's why you have diarrhea. You keep on eating. You go for a party. Then you see this woman. Can I have some of this? Can I have some of this? Can I have some of this? It's so many food. That's why by the time you leave the party, your stomach is, you have a runny stomach. Because you tried every new thing. The, the human stomach is not meant to try, experiment a lot of things. Take one thing and stick with it. Somebody like, when I go to a party, look, there are some things I don't touch at a party. No matter how nice they say, me, I don't touch salad. Because I keep asking myself, how long has this salad been out? <laughs> That's, that's me. I'm not talking about you. I see the mayonnaise. I say, mm. I wonder how long it has been. Especially the one that is a buffet. Everybody's going around the seven. I say, hey, what bacteria has? <laughs> so, and that's me. I'm not, I'm not saying, please, please, if you like your salad, maybe your stomach is used to salad, so you eat. <laughs> you understand? I'll stick with the dry ones. See rice that is hot. Fine. Chicken, hot, fine. But you see other people, they don't taste this. They don't taste this. Look, please, I beg you. Not me. Amen. Stability. Hallelujah. To make you to make you happy. Yep. Then Bearing fruit. You see? Bearing fruit to make you happy. That's why, you see, that, I'm coming back to my first point. Somehow, in every society, I don't think it's right. People have a way of looking down on people who cannot bear fruit. That is why people will pay every money so that they can have children. And even though they say, they tell me that childbearing is the most, one of the most painful things for every woman. The pain of giving birth. I hear it's very painful. Three painful things. In, I've been told medically, 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 three painful things. Okay, medically. Number one is heart attack. Real heart attack. It's very painful. Okay, people who have real attack. Not, not the one that you're... I'm not talking about the one that you have gas. Then gas is... <laughs> you're having gas. Then the gas is coming up. So they say, mm, I'm having a heart attack. Heart attack. Sometimes they come to the ear. My, my chest, I'm a chest pain. I'm a chest pain. I'm a chest pain. 
and every chest pain is an emergency. So chest pain, chest pain, then as you listen and you put your stethoscope on the stomach, you give them thumbs. They be, I'm good, man. He said, That's not heart attack. That's just that's all gas. It means all sorts of stuff. But real heart attack, am I? It's a very painful thing. Sweat. That's the one. Number one painful thing. Number two painful thing I hear is labor. Giving birth. It's very painful. Very, very painful. And the number three painful thing is male circumcision. To circumcise a man. That is why you are better when it's done as a baby. When you grow up, don't try it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear it's very, very painful. So you are better off. If your mom didn't do it when you were young, forget it. Tell mom, forget it. <laughs> I mean, nowadays they do with anesthesia. But without anesthesia, I'm talking about without anesthesia. Painful. So giving birth. I mean, can you imagine at your age, you can't when a zipper catches it, how painful it is. <laughs> so, if giving birth is so painful, yet some women have three children, four children, five children, it shows that even though it is painful, the joy of having a child oversees the pain. Because no matter how painful... No matter how they, they still go back. They go back for more. I have seen women insult their husbands during delivery. Foolish man, I'm dead. You wicked man. I can't go through this again. I can't get it. I can't deal with this pain. Two years later, you see that same woman coming to the labor and delivery. <laughs> Ten months. And the reason is the joy. The joy. The joy of giving birth always overshadows the pain. That is why the Bible said that, you see, let me show you this verse. It says, happy see. Look at this verse. Uh, Psalm 127, verse 3. Psalm 127, verse 3. Lo! Lo! Children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Children are the heritage from the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. Verse 5. Verse 5. Happy is the man. Not sad. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with... You see, happy is the man who has his quiver. And the quiver means five. Full of them. It's like even uh, children bring happiness joy that is why every day you have a there's an, there's an outdoor naming ceremony it's all a happy occasion even though giving birth is painful in the same way spiritually when you begin to win souls if you begin to give birth you'll be a happy christian i say you'll be a happy christian look look i can tell you because i've been a pastor for a while even women okay even women, I've seen that even women who are not married or don't have children, who are active in the church and raise other children, they are far happier. Far! I'm telling you, far happier. I am telling you. Yeah. 
Because it doesn't matter. You see, once you begin to raise a child, and somebody sees you as a mother, it brings happiness. Because I know other women who don't go to church, they are sitting in their homes, they are not married, they're not, and they are so depressed. So depressed. So the only difference is that me. Once you begin to take up a child, it brings joy. I know a lot of women who are far happier in the church. Far. Than men who are sitting there. Depressed and, 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 and mean. Yeah, it's like, I'm telling you. So whichever way God will give you a child to nature, you are blessed. Amen. I say you are blessed. Amen. Happy. You'll be happy. You feel that, that your life somehow is fulfilled. Amen. You have a fulfilled life. I've seen it over years. They have fulfilled life. I've seen Christian women, they are so happy. You see, you see, how do you know somebody is happy? Let me tell you something. A key, to, a key that somebody is happy. The key that somebody is happy is that the person is nice. Yeah. That's all. That's it. The person is nice to be around. Because hurting people hurt people. I say hurting people hurt people. Because they are hitting inside, that's why they hate you. Nasty people. You see, they, they, they are not happy, that's why they are nasty. Anybody, look, even your, among your relatives, you find that the uncle who's always nice, he's cool. But the auntie who's mean, she has her own issues. <laughs> she also has her own personal issues. That's why she's not nice. That is why giving birth spiritually, winning souls makes you happy. When you, when you are around, when you go, this is my child in the Lord. This is my child in the Lord. The children look unto you. They call you everywhere. You feel good. You are nice to be around. And I've been a pastor for a while. And I can see those women. So they are nice around. Then you see the mean one. Happy is he. Happy is he. May you have more children. I say physically and spiritually may you have more children. And physically may you not lack children. Happy is he. Hallelujah. Yeah. There's always joy. Yeah. And I even like the second part. And they shall not be ashamed. <laughs> this is also talking about eternity. You see, Don't say that, well, I just want to go to heaven. It's good. It's good to say, I just want to go to heaven. But more importantly, where will you be in heaven? Will you be ashamed? Will you be ashamed? As you enter heaven, and you see what you could have done that you didn't do. I don't want to go back. You see what you could have done. That is why from time to time, when you have you read books about people who are near death, especially who have been to heaven, and God showed them heaven, that's what a lot of regret because you see what was what you could have done with what God gave you. Yeah, opportunities. And will, will you be ashamed when you stand before the master? All the things that he has given you. The people he brought your way, 
the friends you brought your way, the opportunities, will you look back and be ashamed? Why do you think they say that they that win souls are wise? Hallelujah. May we not be ashamed. I say, may we not be ashamed. You see, in Revelation 14, 13. Revelation 14, 13. It says, And I heard, and I heard, and I heard, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, right, blessed are the dead. See, everybody will die. Do you know everybody will die? I said, do you know everybody will die? I, can't, I said, do you know everybody will die? See, tell your neighbor, one day you will die. Yeah, you think you won't die? If the Lord tells you, one day you will die. Okay? So it's not about the death. He says that blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. So it's not, it's not a matter of you are dead or you are dead or not, but how did you die? And the Bible says, if you died in the Lord, if you died in who? I say, if you died in who? Not died in the church. Because you can die in the church, but you are not, you are not in the Lord. You can easily die in the church. And the church will organize a big funeral for you. But did you die in the Lord? Hallelujah. They which die in the Lord from henceforth, yea, say it the Spirit that they must rest from their labors and their works. And their what? And their what? And their what? What do, they, what do their works do? That's all. Blessed be. This, every time I go to a funeral, I preach this message. Because it was one of the best places to preach such a message. Because we all do all sorts of works. We are all doing sorts of works. Architects, electives, students, children. We do a lot of work. But the question is, which one will follow you? And their works do follow them. Which works? Because you must, you must know by now that not everything can f- cross over. Hallelujah. Am I preaching a message of salvation to you? Not everything can cross over. I preach it every time I go to a funeral. Not everything can cross over. Just like your degree in your country did not cross over. You had a degree in whatever your country you were. You had a degree. But when you came to America, they said, As soon as you came here, not applicable. You have to start all over again. So it means that your degree cannot cross over. Yeah. On earth, just from one country to another, your currency, some of you had a, you had a lot of money, you had a lot of money in your home country. Beaucoup d'argent. L'argent, l'argent. But as soon as you came to America, Safer? Can't cross over. You had a big house.
house. But when you came here, you can't bring your house here. Some of you even had servants. You have somebody to open the gate, somebody to cook, somebody to polish your shoe. Yeah, yes. Shoes and servants. A, a driver. Some of you, 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 you to have a driver that is to drop you to school. When, when, when they call it, they call it uh, John. Yes, madam. Well, my dress is ready. Can you take it to school? Then you take your back. They sit inside the to school. After school, they come and pick you. But over here, you couldn't be the driver. <laughs> the driver couldn't cross over. Over here, you are stuck with the subway and the bus. <laughs> but here is the E-train. Your driver is the E-train driver. <laughs> yeah. Are you hearing me? I'm preaching to you. So, will, you, will your works that you do follow you? This is where we have to be careful. Because, you see, some people too, their degree was able to cross over. The fact that your degree did not cross over does not mean that some people's degree did not cross over. It depends on what degree you did. Are you hearing me? Because like when I came, I came, I did medicine. And when I came, my degree crossed over. Easily. I didn't have to stop. I continued. There was no break. Wherever I got to, when I came here, they took it to that same and I continued. My degree crossed over. That's why we must do important degrees. You go and do stupid things, they don't cross over. <laughs> All my transcript, everything crossed over. Yeah. Are you hearing me? So I'm asking you what you are doing for the Lord, will it cross over? And let me tell you something one thing that we know that will cross over is soul winning. They that win souls are wise. They that win souls are wise. They that win souls are wise. So no matter what you do, once you are a church that wins souls, an individual that wins souls, one day it will cross over. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Cross over. Crossover. Look, we should not neglect the message of salvation. Amen. I said, amen. amen. At least that one I can guarantee you to cross over. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Final. Let me give the last one for today. Bearing fruits. Okay? Another reason to bear fruit or why you should win souls. Bearing fruit is... When I say fruit, I mean souls because I'm not talking about apples, I'm not talking about onions, I'm talking about souls. So, no, fruit is the same as souls. I say fruit is the same as what? 
Yeah, so I'm not talking about uh, pumpkins and pineapple. Okay? So when I say bearing fruit, I mean winning souls. Okay? Another reason why we must, and you have to be careful about this point is that so that you can preserve your own kind. So that we can preserve our own kind. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 7, verse 3. Genesis 7, verse 3. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This was God's instructions to Noah. God was talking to Noah. He said, Of fowls also of the air, by seven, the male and the female. God says, God will tell Noah, build the ark. When he built the ark, he told Noah, come in with your family. Okay? Come in with your family. Noah's wife, Noah, his three sons, and their wives. Okay? Noah, his three sons, and their wives, and Noah's wife. Then after I say, bring in the animals. Bring them. Two by two. Or depending on some of them, three by three. It's not, no, not all of them were two by two. Some of them were by three, by four, by five. It depends on how the lifespan of the, of the animal. You say, of fowls, also of the air, by sevens. So it's not every time it was by two. Do you understand that? I said, do you understand that? Go, 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 you see? <laughs> like somebody said, Apostle Joel, and I think it's true. You see, God created the earth and he put in it the ability to regenerate. Okay? So that the earth can continue. Do you understand me? Yes, God, do you understand me? I'm going to talk about what, what, what you eat. This was Apostle George's message. You see, what you eat. So, you will see that <laughs> the things that you're supposed to eat a lot that are healthy, they produce fast. You don't understand. I'll explain to you. The things that takes a long time, like you take something like maybe a cow. A cow gets pregnant for almost two years or a year and a half before it gives birth to another cow. And it doesn't give birth to a lot of cows. It gives birth to maybe one or two. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? So it means that because it takes a long time to reproduce, God does not expect you to eat cow very often. That is why it takes a long time to digest in your system. That is why if you eat too much beef, it gives you a lot of disease. But the ones that uh, go, uh, like if you take something like a rabbit or a, a chicken, because they produce fast. That's why the chicken meat is more healthy than the cow meat. What's up, Pastor Joel? was trying to give a reason for his diet. <laughs> that is why the vegetables are healthier. Because they grow quicker. So God put in creation in what you consume. The thing that produces faster, he wants you to eat more. The thing that takes a long time to produce, he wants you to eat less. <laughs> yes, by the way. Huh? Do you understand? Can you understand how God created the world? 
So, if you keep on eating cow meat, pork meat, see, that is why fish, that's why fish produce faster. They produce in thousands. That's why fish meat is healthier than cow meat. That's just by the way. So, why do I even get into this? Reproduce after your, your own kind. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. so, to preserve, God told Noah. So, so, it, so it depending on the species, some of them, some of them he said, bring them by one. Some of them bring by two. By seven. It all depends on the animal. He said, of the first one also, by seven. The male and the female. Semicolon. And the reason why he's telling us this to keep seed alive upon the face of the earth. To keep what? To keep what? To keep what? That's why he collected both the male and the female so that seed will be kept alive. Male and female so that reproduction can continue. Seed can be kept alive. Now the question is, you see, I'm talking about why you must be a soul winner to produce after your kind. He did not ask. He expressed Noah. He expressed Noah to give birth to human beings. He did not expect Noah to give birth to rabbits. So he told Noah, if you want rabbits to be around, then bring rabbits into the ark. If you want cows to be around, then bring cows into the ark. If you want guinea fowl to be alive, then bring guinea fowl so that we can keep seed alive. Because if we don't keep seed alive, very soon everything will be dead. In the same way, we are supposed to produce after there's a kind that I can bring and there's a kind that you can bring. If I cannot bring your kind, if you don't bring your kind, very soon your type will not be in the church. Ask your neighbor, are you a nice person? Say, as a person, are you a nice person? I say, are you a nice person? What do they say? What do they say? And tell the person that then, then it will be a shame if we don't have your kind in the church. So bring your kind to the church. To give sin away. to keep seed alive. It means we must have more Jessica's. And I cannot bring forth Jessica. Jessica must bring forth what? So if three years down the line I don't have anybody buying me coffee, it means you didn't do your job well. <laughs> seed alive. To keep seed alive. We need more Jennifer's. So if after ten years we don't have somebody teaching their children and um, singing them like what you are doing, then you have not done well. Then you have not kept your seed alive. alive. We need more chance. If after five years down the line, we don't have anybody doing evangelism, witnessing, inviting people, then John has failed. Then you have not done well. So to keep seed alive, invite, bring forth your own kind to keep seed alive. To keep seed alive. I said to keep seed alive. 
Satan, I need more like you. So, three years down the line, I want to see somebody. So, this person is just like Mr. Arthur. Then your seed has kept alive. To keep seed alive. You see? And you have to be very careful. If you don't keep seed alive, if you don't keep seed alive, very soon you become like, the church becomes like a dinosaur. Dinosaurs are now extinct. And whether we like it or not, some churches are now dinosaurs. Listen to me. We are not the original owner of this church. This church had congregation. If you look at the size of the church, the pews and upstairs, it means that some time ago, I mean, listen to me. Look, look. It means some time ago, there used to be. So this should be our warning and our revelation. So, because of the inability to keep seed alive, over the years, look at it. So if we don't learn from that, and we're only happy with ourselves, then in, 50, in 100 years, we may just be like them. So to keep seed alive, you must reproduce. That is why we must not stop women's souls to keep seed alive. Hallelujah. Yeah. To keep seed alive. Yeah. No. Don't you think that anybody who can put something like this at a point was a very powerful person? No, you think about it. Any church who can put something. Don't you think that some time ago they were a great. Huh? Don't you think they were a great church? In New York, marbles. These are all pipe organ tubes. I don't think it was a small thing at all. So it means maybe 50 years ago when it was a real thing. But now. That is why maybe God brought us here for a reason. So that we can look around and learn that if we don't learn to keep seed alive, this is what our future will be. May we keep seed alive. I say may we keep seed alive. May we keep seed alive. May you be happy when you get to heaven. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Keep seed alive. Keep seed alive. Keep seed alive. Lead me, Lord. I will follow. I'll tell you something. You see this? This is keeping seed alive. This is what I call keeping seed. Some time ago, the one who used to drum. No, many years ago. Brother Philip, if I was still relying on Philip, the drum would be empty. The one who used to sing, who was the person who used to sing? Then if I give you the old members who used to sing. Doris Mensa. If I should learn Doris Mensa. These are all, these are all replacements. Doris Mensa was in the choir. Auntie Felicia. <laughs> Mommy Polly. Help you your name. Keyboardist was what? Albert, oh? And this was Oti. 
So don't where where are they? So if we had not have an active program of continuing, the instruments will be empty. But now that I have this, at their age, by the grace of God, we are guaranteed instrumentalists for so many years to keep seed alive. Seed alive. Thank you. Go ahead. Lead me, Lord. I will follow. Lead me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. I will go. Oh, you have called me. You have called me. I will answer. Lead me, Lord. Let's go. Lead me, Lord. I will follow. Lead me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. I will go. You have called me. Every eye closed and every head bowed. You are here this morning. You are not born again. Look, this is the greatest. How can you neglect so great a salvation after you hear such a word that one day you stand before your Maker? One day you stand. One day you stand before God. Will, you, will it be heaven or hell? And God had made all the provision by sending his only begotten son. I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about you coming to church. I'm talking about you being born again. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? This morning, I just want to make sure. You have to make sure within yourself that between you and God, you are saved. You have believed in Jesus Christ. You have confessed with your mouth before, before other witnesses. Not in your room privately. It must be before other witnesses. That's what the Bible says. To be born again is that one day you decided to publicly say that I am giving my life to Christ. Not doing it privately before you, in your room. No, 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 no. It must be before other witnesses. That is when it counts. So if you are not sure, if you are not sure you are born again, or two, you have not done this process of being born again, then please, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I would like you to lift up your hand so that before this witness is here, you will surrender your life to Jesus. I see your hand. God bless you. Before the witness is here, before the witness is here, before the witness is here, you want to make sure you make sure I see a lot of little ones here. God bless you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Say after me, Heavenly Father. This morning, I surrender my life to Jesus. Before this witnesses, I am born again. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Please be seated. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.